Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast, everybody. I'm Keegan Preslak. I'm Eric Hoff. And this is a horror podcast where two buddies in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in New Mexico, get together once a month and talk about a specific horror topic. And what's our topic this episode? Found footage films. Yes, we've been promising this episode forever. A couple months now, I think. And here we are. Finally. I actually think we promised <laughs> we promised this in November, I think. Okay. But I also don't think there's a whole lot of people out there like, man, I just love found footage. I mean, do you think I that's struggled? The case? I struggled coming up with a list. Right, right. Now we don't hate found footage. No, not at all. Exactly. Uh, there's just not that many. So, anyways, hello. How are you, Eric? I'm doing great. I had a day off today. What'd you do on your day off? I watched a couple movies that I'm eager to talk about. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Skated and played video games. What about you? How are you doing? Well, I worked today. I got off and I came here. So, hello. So you're just having a bad day all around. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very excited because uh, we're recording an episode of our podcast. And yep. I'm, I'm wearing is this a 12? Yes. Oh, nice. But I'm wearing a t-shirt. You are wearing a t-shirt. Just a t-shirt. I'd be upset if he wasn't wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing a t-shirt that has our uh, podcast logo on it. Squat. Go squad. It's very exciting. We we This uh, is exciting. I'm Something sure, we've been talking about. Yeah. I'm sure some of you out there, um, well, I know some of you have them, which is really Amazing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Have heard, but we have t-shirts now. And uh, we put them up on a site called Tee Public, and uh, they were fourteen dollars at first, but now they're twenty dollars. Uh, just just so you know, we don't set the price; the uh, website sets the price. But they're at uh, bit.ly/ghoulsquadshirt, and they're pretty sweet. I'm pretty excited wearing this right now. It's the first day I've worn the shirt. I myself don't have one. <laughs> yeah, Eric, probably getting one soon. Eric is classically slacking and yep. sleeping all the time in bed. Yes, on the couch. But I'm wearing my shirt and I'm very excited. I'm, and more exciting is just that people bought them. Yeah. And I'm super like grateful that ever, anybody bought them because it's just, you know, we're just a little podcast in New Mexico. We don't have a, you know, million listeners, but people bought them. I, I don't know. I'm very excited about it. Yep. If you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a couple of people that, that hit us up and showed us their shirts. We'll start with our, our friends over at Keeping It Horror. They bought a shirt and it's super awesome that they did. Send us a picture of it. Um, they also have t-shirts for their podcast slash website and it's keeping it horror.com. So if you want to check them out, um, Do it. they're awesome. They've, he, they're always like interacting with us. So thank you so much. Keeping it horror for buying a shirt. Uh, film fed is another buddy of ours that we, that we met on Instagram and, uh, he has a website filmfed.com, I believe. And, uh, anyways, he posted a picture of him wearing the shirt, which is like awesome. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Film Fed. We appreciate it. And I've got a bunch of buddies that bought shirts. And I'm going to go through them here. Uh, first and last names. Uh, Wes Yerby. Hello. Thank you for buying a shirt. Jamin Daly. Thank you for buying a shirt. Kyle Brim. Thank you for buying a shirt. Ben Preslak. My brother. Thank you for buying a shirt. Saber Map, My brother's girlfriend. Thank you for buying a shirt. Andrew Sierra. Thank you for buying a shirt as well as your podcast equipment that we're not giving back. We are Correct. still, we are still t- stealing his podcast. Equipment. Mine now. And also Keith Roberts, thank you so much for buying a shirt. So we're just really excited that we have the shirts out. And uh, if you want one, like I said, bit.ly slash ghoul squad shirt, or just go to tpublic.com and search ghoul squad and it'll come right up. So when are you going to get a shirty, Doc? <clears throat> Never. Okay. So we always start our podcast with um, what we've been watching, which mm-hmm. is just random stuff we've seen lately. Correct. And we're going to do that now. So Let's Eric, do it. what have you been watching? I finally watched a uh, monster. Uh, you spoke about this during the monster, the monster. 
Uh, you spoke about it on our last episode. It's a Brian Bertino film. And uh, I really, really liked it. Um, um, I think I liked it even more uh, because his last film was so bad. And I was so excited that he made another good one. I was excited that it was a man in a suit uh, creature feature film. Um, mother and daughter who, sh- who have a poor relationship go on a little road trip. So uh, the mother can drop the daughter off with the father. They get into a car wreck and there's a monster lurking in the surrounding uh, area. Um, really, really liked it. I found it a little slow. I found it a little slat, sad, but mm-hmm. really, really liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it quite a bit. I'm really excited that you liked it. Um, I remember you calling it metaphor horror, yeah. and I'm afraid I missed the metaphor. You missed the metaphor. So what, what What do you think it was? Well, I already told you it's who are the real monsters, the monster outside or your mom. Who Are the, are the monsters inside the car or outside the car? See, I didn't see that. You didn't see that? I mean, the mother is awful. She's terrible. Well, she's specifically like monstrous in in the way she's a mother. Like there's Correct. this one scene where she takes the girl takes her mom's car keys. Yes, so that scene's awful. And literally Because she's drunk and they want to go buy more alcohol. Exactly. And her mother is like actually terrifying in that scene because like you don't know what they're gonna do because they're drunk and it's her daughter. Like it's just it's kind of an abusive um relationship. So that's how I saw it. I saw that like the, she's a monster. Her, right. her mother is a monster, and that's the monster. I guess I took it at a more basic level and just viewed it as a creature feature. Like Easy usually does. And yeah. really, really liked it. Very pleased with the monster. Um, had I seen it before last episode, probably could have been a contender. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. I love it. So if anybody out there, I mean, we're both say check out the monster. Absolutely. Um, another movie that I've watched was one that I just watched today. Okay. Uh, it's a Netflix original called Girlfriend's Day. This is with Bob Odenkirk. Uh, he is Saul. correct. Uh, he writes greeting cards, specifically romance cards. Mm-hmm. And it's been three years since his wife has left him. And in three years, he just has hit a uh, wall trying to come up with new material. Okay. So the state of California uh, establishes a new holiday, Girlfriend's Day. And they're going to hold a contest of who can write the best card. So he decides this is his opportunity to try to get back uh, into the game. Um, while doing this, he soon uncovers this big conspiracy plot surrounding this new holiday, uh, Girlfriend's Day. Okay. And what drew me to it was my man, Larry Fessenden, <laughs> oh, no. is in it. It's the only reason I watched this movie. Okay. Um, I follow his production company on Twitter, <laughs> and they tweeted that Girlfriend's Day is now available on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so I watched it. And, you know, I've, I've talked about how much I like Larry Fessenden in the past. And the reason I find him so fascinating is because I feel like his body of work is so solid. But I feel like nobody talks about him. I feel yeah. like he doesn't get... I mean, I consider you a hardcore horror fan. Yep. But have you seen a Fessenden film? No. I think part of it is, and before you yell at me, because some of them are available on Netflix, part and of it is his like, best movies really are, are hard to see. So, like, you have the Larry Fessenden collection correct? Uh, Blu-ray set from Shout Factory, Scream Factory. And unless you have that, like, yes, Habit. I believe Habit's on... Shudder. Shudder. But, like, no one... I'm not... I'm not we love Shudder, by the way. And I've had it in the past. But, like, people don't have Shudder. And right. if they do, they're not going out and watching Habit. I think they're... they're <laughs> they need to, <laughs> yeah, though. No, no, I'm totally with you. And I've, I've actually... Since you told me I need to see that movie, it's a vampire movie, correct? Mm-hmm, correct. I really want to see it. And I think it's just that... 
it's he's just not well known. Exactly. Like, I mean, yes. and it bums me out because yeah. he's so good. And uh, one more thing that uh, interests me about Fessenden is I love seeing him act with more well-known actors. So in this case, it was Bob Odenkirk. And my only other example that I know of in A Valley of Violence, seeing him with mm-hmm. John Travolta and seeing him with Ethan Hawke. Like, I want more of that. I yeah. want more Fessenden with bigger name actors. Like big time Fessenden. It doesn't even have to be horror film. It can be fucking Girlfriend's Day Part 2. Right. And I am on board. Well, uh, I'm glad that we started our podcast at the segment about how Larry much I love Larry again, Every episode, I swear to God. There needs to be a festival shout out every single time. All right. Until we start getting people tweeting us saying, hey, I watched a Festadin movie because you said so. I can hear Josh Goes to Hell now. Speaking of which, how are you doing? Hello, Josh Goes to Hell. So that's it for that one? That's it for Girlfriend's Day. And I got Girlfriend's one more Day. that I've been watching. Well, do you want to save it? Because I have a lot of stuff. Go ahead. Let's talk about Split. Let's talk about Split. You saw Split, yes? I saw Split. So... Uh, Split is obviously the M. Night Shyamalan movie that's out right now. Everybody already knows about it, but... uh, Doing commercially well, which is awesome. very well, which is exciting. But, you know, it's a movie about a girl that gets kidnapped with her friends by this man, uh, played by James McAvoy, and she... Uh, they find out that this this person that kidnapped them has uh, multiple personality disorder. Correct. And uh, they try to escape. And the movie ends up being a lot more than that, but that's the premise. And I just wanted to say, like, everybody's probably seen Split, but I just thought it would be good for us to give our opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And I think I liked it more than you. Um, I dig it. And the problem I have with the film, uh, so everybody talked up this twist. Sure. Right? I felt like that twist had no impact on the story. Yeah. It didn't change the outcome of the story. Yeah. So I was let down in that sense, but the film, the story on its own merit, yeah. I dug. Yeah, I thought I thought it was just a really fun like tense thriller that isn't perfect by any means and isn't like the greatest movie ever, but I compared it a lot to his other movie, the visit. Mm -hmm. It just felt like a lot like the visit. Like I saw, I went and saw the visit, uh, in a theater with a lot of people and that crowd loved it. Uh, there were a lot of like fun jump scares and like kind of exciting moments. And, and I just, that was a fun movie. I didn't love the visit. It didn't make my top five that year, but it was totally worth seeing and a lot of fun. And I felt that way about split. I saw it the day it came out and I didn't know that the twist was a big deal. Mm. I assumed that it had a twist because it was Shyamalan. I didn't know what it was and I didn't know it was the biggest deal in the world, Mm -hmm. which if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. So I just saw it based on its merits. And then a scene was basically a stinger and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, holy crap, that, what? But it, it really, my, the rest of the movie, I just watched as a movie. And then I also saw that part. So I just really liked that. I thought it was awesome. I, again, I don't think it's like a perfect movie. Um, it sort of forgets about uh, several of the characters in the movie. Um, but I thought Anya Taylor-Joy and James McAvoy literally are the reason to go see the movie. I've mm-hmm. loved the two of them in the movie. So also, there's a lot everybody of humor. should see Split. Yeah, oh, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, so that's awesome. James Mac James McAvoy dancing to Kanye, I believe, yeah. uh, as like a five year old child, is one of my favorite acting. It was, was kind of cringeworthy, but it was fun. It's one of my favorite acting moments uh, in the last couple of years, just because it's like James McAvoy just didn't care. Like, right. okay, I will be a five year old and dance to Kanye and make fun of myself, and it was awesome. Like, I just I, ate a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good what, stuff. What's the word? He, what's the word he always says? Etc. 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 Yes. I just yes. ate a hot dog, etc. Yeah. So the movie's awesome. Um, you know, I don't want to say like, 
Obviously, both of us didn't love it. Like, it was the best movie ever, but Split's awesome. And I'm so happy it's making money. And I really am happy for M. Night Shyamalan because he was kind of like this big joke for a while. Yeah, exactly. And now he's like His back. name wasn't even on movies that he yeah. was doing. Well, because those movies sucked, first of all. I didn't watch them. Last Airbender's garbage. Uh, After Earth? After Earth is terrible. Another one I did not see. And, uh, yeah. Lady in the Water is also not good. Did not see that either. So, that's Split. I also have a couple others. Okay, lay them on me. Well, I saw Rings. Did not see this one. And uh, anybody that's out there, The Ring is awesome. I'm a big Ring fan. I thought it was cool. I know I'm being super gener- uh, generic in what I'm saying about the movies, but I'm trying to go through them quickly. Um, the Ring is awesome. It's this movie directed by Gore Verbinski that's just gorgeous, and Naomi Watts is in it. it that movie's awesome. Rings is garbage. So Rings is terrible. And... Uh, it sucks because this mo- the movie has this really, really interesting plot at the beginning about this guy, this college professor. It doesn't really matter. This nondescript college professor at this nondescript college teaching a nondescript class comes up with the idea that he found this videotape and he the, he's saying that the videotape proves that there's an afterlife. Uh, they, they get into this club, which I believe is called Rings, and they start passing the video around and if you pass the vi- if you copy and paste the video on your computer and have someone else see it you're they're your tail and you no longer have the curse but if you don't it kills you just like the rest and all of that was like a ton of fun and i was like oh, okay cool that's what the movie is even if it's not like a great movie it at least would have been exciting and then the movie just dives into this absolutely boring 2 hour slog of this investigation of over explaining everything about samara and uh, it's just really disappointing. Like it was, what I would call Rings is boring. And for a movie that's supposed to be like a sequel to a movie like The Ring, you just can't be boring. And Rings is boring. And that's the word that, it, that I have for it. It's just a boring movie. So, and it's barely scary. There's probably like four scares in the movie. Two of them are like a bird and a dog. So it's like not even scary. Like, at least if like stuff was jumping out, I could have had fun watching the movie, but it's not even that. It's literally just watching this girl figure out stuff about Samara. Boring. The r- rings. Boring. And wasn't it like two plus hours long? Two hour boring movie. About an hour in, I thought to myself, I wish I didn't see this. And that is rare because the next movie I'm going to talk about, I didn't love, but I'm glad I saw it. Now, you mentioned uh, Gore Verbinski. He's got a new film yeah. opening up. Uh, tomorrow and we're getting a, it a cure for wellness yeah which is very interesting because we have a small uh, terrible theater uh-huh i'm a little worried because that's like two plus hours yeah i am too it's two hours and 38 minutes god damn <laughs> i know i'm worried too so i'm gonna talk about one more then i'll hear about yours all right uh the bye-bye man i saw this movie Whoa, about a another m- one i dodged <laughs> right i saw it a month ago and it, it, it now here's the difference the bye-bye man was a lot of fun I had a great time watching it lots of lot, lots of boo scares Lots of uh, teenagers. I thought you said boobs, and I was like, damn, I missed this one. Well, borderline, but it was PG-13. But, like, lots of teenagers having sex and, like, uh, drinking at parties and, like, boo scares uh, mixed in with that. And uh, it was a fun movie to watch. It's not good. The mm-hmm. acting is terrible. The idea of the Bye Bye Man's cool. The bi- it, it has a cameo by um, Lee Winnell, who I absolutely okay. love from Saw. Sure. And that's Foodies. a... That's the best part of the movie. I guess I should explain what I think fun is with bad movies. Like I can deal with fun if it's like stuff jumping out and like teenagers fucking and okay. stuff like that. Like that is like, okay, I'm in like, I'm in horror land. But when rings is nothing, it's boring. So anyways, bye bye man. Uh, it's not good at all. Yeah. I'm kind of trailing. That's kind of it. 
By the way, man, it's just not that good. So tell me your last thing. Okay, I've actually got two. Uh, two days ago, I saw John Wick 2. I don't need to talk about it because everybody knows how awesome it's John awesome. Wick 2 is. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about a scene that got me super excited. Okay. Okay, so in the film, there's these hotels where the hitmen can stay at, you know. Uh, uh, Continentals. Continentals, right. He goes to Rome. There's one in Rome. The manager of the Continental in Rome is Franco Nero. Oh, wow. The original Django. And I gasped and I grabbed Elvira's arm and I pointed at the screen and I said, do you know who this is? I'm making a scene now in the theater. You're making a scene right here in your kitchen. Because it's Franco Nero. And she's like, no, who is it? John Wick was such an awesome movie. I got to see Franco Nero in a theater. He has a great joke about the Pope. Forever. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so awesome, dude. Got me so happy. And the last film I want to talk about, another one I watched today, uh-huh. Trash Fire. How what, uh, Ricky Bates Jr.? Richard Bates. Richard Bates, sorry. The man who did Incision. Now, I've never seen yeah. Incision. Excision. Excision. He also what did was a I movie saying? called Suburban Gothic, which is a lot of fun that nobody's seen. What was I saying? You said Incision. Oh, excuse me. Excision. Excision. Um, and I watched this just because like Brian Collins or John Squires tweeted that it was available. Rupert Pupkin Speaks. Uh, t- <laughs> tweeted that it was available uh, to watch on Netflix. And... Uh, that's such an appropriately named film because of like how wild uh, it is. Yeah. And I would almost describe like the film as a whole, but like even just the dialogue as nasty. Well, that's exciting. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a really good movie. Uh, another one that probably could have been in contention had I seen it before last episode. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Shockwaves guys talked a lot about Trash Fire. I've heard of it from them. It's good, and, dude. Yeah. It looks, I mean, that's exciting. I like his other two movies. Excision's an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. And then Suburban Gothic is a ton of fun. So that's cool. He made another good one. Yeah. That's cool. I, now I need to get on the ball with his other two. Oh, dude. Excision's amazing. Excision. Excision. So I have our more, boy. I have more honorable mentions. Mikey Flanagan. Okay. <laughs> Mikey. You're stu- My- <laughs> He's doing another Netflix movie? Uh, Gerald's Game. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's keep it going. What else do you see? Well, I got a couple of I'm going to make these quick. I watched two Vestron titles. One is Blood Diner. And I just wanted to say I did not love Blood Diner. They, like uh, Keegan and I are on opposite ends of Blood Diner. I love Blood Diner. And What's I, interesting, though, is we both barely watched Blood Diner yeah. for the first time because of this blue. So it was the first time I'd seen it. I know everybody out there loves Blood Diner, so I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I thought it was so, so amateur. Like the movie, the entire movie is ADR and barely in sync. Like there's the audio is out of sync the entire movie. I just kind of was like baffled by it. Um, and I'm and I'm a wacky movie guy. I love wacky movies. And and so, anyways, didn't love Blood Diner, and that sucks. But I did watch Waxwork, which I had never seen. Okay. And loved Waxwork, yes. which is wacky and crazy. Did you watch part two? I haven't watched part two yet. Is it two discs or is it two movies on one disc? It's two separate discs. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I loved Waxwork. It had uh, Zach Galligan from Gremlins. Gremlins, and this really hot chick. I'll leave it at that. And it was it was a ton of fun. I lo- I loved waxwork. So yeah, you know you know when you said this really hot lady, the the the, the image that popped in my head was Barbara Crampton. Like that was it. That that was my trigger. Yeah, Barbara Crampton's not in it, but I I can't blame you for thinking really hot lady. Barbara, we yeah. love Barbara Crampton. So yeah, waxwork is is awesome. Didn't love Blood Diner, and and that sucked. I feel let down because every I, I everybody loves it. And I didn't love it. I thought it was cool. I just, uh, I don't know. I remember I described it to you as like USA up all night, just yeah. like kooky Joe Bob Briggs. But you said it fun. was like Terror Vision. 
And I, I did say it was. Like I Terror love Terrorvision. Love Terrorvision. But there's something earnest about Terrorvision, and I, I I didn't find Blood Diner to be earnest. I I found it just ridiculous. Um, I would almost describe it as jaw dropping. That very yeah. uh, end scene. Yeah. Uh, whenever they finally resurrect. Sheetar! Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was too, I don't know, it felt more amateur than a lot of these movies. And then when I learned that it was originally supposed to be a sequel to Blood Feast, yeah, that like made, that, that like, made, that made me like sense. it even yeah. more. Like, I'm so not yeah. well versed with Herschel Gordon, Gordon Lewis. Lewis yeah. But uh, that that felt like I got some yeah. connection there out of that. When I heard that, it made a lot more sense. And I just want to say one more time, I'm not against Blood Diner or anybody that likes it. It just I didn't love it as much as everybody else. That sucks. But loved Waxwork. One last thing to talk about. I said on the last podcast that I would update you on whether I liked Phantasm. Okay. And so I watched the Phantasm Blu-ray, and I my I was just taken aback. I, I love how that movie. awesome it was. It, at first, I I struggled because I just had to fall into the rhythm of like it's it's kind of dreamlike, surreal. Yeah, surreal, surreality. And um, yeah. Once I once I finally fell into the movie, I loved it, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to watch the rest of them. I'd actually never seen Phantasm. I'm coming off as someone who's never seen anything here. Trust me, I have. But yeah, I had never seen Phantasm and. Loved it. I loved how uh, this Blu-ray looks. Like I was oh, yeah. Sounds... in shock at how this Blu-ray looks. So yeah, Phantasm's awesome. <clears throat> I said I would update so Blood you on Tasm. it. Awesome. Blood Tasm's awesome. No, yeah. Phantasm's awesome. A lot of lot of titty in that movie. Oh yeah. I just wanted to say that because I know you like to say the word. I just like Mike. Oh yeah, he's lit. Mm-hmm. So, Phantasm's awesome. All yes. right. I think that's it. Woo! I think we are going to start our topic here so do you want to intro us and now for this month's <laughs> i don't know now. now it's time for your feature presentation our top five found footage films so uh before we start Okay. Obviously, I've got an honorable mention list. Okay. I assume you've got an honorable mention list. I got a quick shout out list to found footage films that aren't horror. Okay. That I would just like to speak upon just for one second. Speak upon. Speak upon. Lick upon. What? Troll Hunter. Love Troll Hunter. I rewatched it for this episode because I was Troll like, Hunter. do I need to consider it? Yeah. It's so much fun. I love it. I love Troll Hunter. It's really, really good. Man Bites Dog. Okay. And Chronicle. Love Chronicle. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Three solid ass found footage films that are not horror. Well, before we get to like our honorable mentions on our list, why don't we talk about what we think makes a good found footage movie? What do you think makes a good found footage movie? I would say the same thing I say with slashers, and that's fun people to be around. So it really takes a found footage film to have characters that you like hanging out with because a lot of the film is like them saying nothing dialogue to basically set up and get to whatever genre element the film has. So I think that's extremely important. Um, and I also think even though the movie isn't shot perfectly because it's found footage, I also think it being shot well helps a lot. Like, yeah, you can have shaky cam and running, but when it comes down to like the money shots, they need to also look really good. So um, I think that helps. It's not always the case, but it helps. Um, what do you think? Uh, I was going to say mystery. <clears throat> yes. Um, yeah. I like to be 
I guess because like we're supposed to be like in the dark with these. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, uh, characters. So I guess I'm wanting a fun trail to my reveal. Right. I'll, I want to ask you and myself: Do you like found footage movies? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I want to say I do too. And some of the reasons I like them is mainly I was thinking about it uh, on my way over here, finishing up my list a little bit. I was like, what I love about found footage films is their efficiency in storytelling. So a lot of the time they're really short, mm-hmm. which Easy loves. Absolutely. So a lot of times they're like even 78 minutes. They're not even 90. And their efficiency in their storytelling I find fascinating. Like how the characters will reveal certain things about, like you said, like the mystery that's involved or whatever it is mm-hmm. and how they'll, they move. So like in a normal movie, you have to get from place to place in a found footage movie. They'll just turn the camera off and turn it back on. All of a sudden they're at the location they were talking. Exactly. About. So I, I, that's one of the things I love about found footage, even though I know it's not the most popular genre. I love that. It's just quick and dirty and fun. Um, I know I've used the word fun a lot, but these are specifically a fun genre. You know, obviously I've never made a found footage film, so I don't know how these type of things work. Right. You just said, you know, how they can get away with shaky cam and running, but I feel like that's gotta be planned too, right? No. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it doesn't mean it's, I don't think it's easier to make a found footage film. You're exactly right. That's what I meant is even though they are running it, that needs to look good. Right. Exactly. Everything still needs to look good for it to be one of the better ones. And I think you'll see that on our list, uh, except for maybe one or two, but they still need to be visually pleasing even because I feel like I like a lot of the more amateur found footage stuff that people hate or like a lot of the copycat ones, they're not as well done because they're not thought out like you were saying. Right. Do you have honorable mentions? I do. I've got several. I'll uh, rattle them off. Start a couple because I have some as well. Start a couple. Okay. This is one I watched for the episode and uh, was pleasantly surprised. Uh, Creep. And this was one that you have. Creep is the first one on my honorable mentions. I oh, love really? Creep. Yeah. yeah I'm you, with you. You yeah. told me uh, to watch it. Mark Duplass. And you know what was my motivation, though, aside from doing this episode? What? Was the lead in Creep is the lead in the league. Oh, okay. And I've been watching the league. Mark, Mark Duplass? Correct. Oh, okay. And uh, that was my motivation. Dude, Creep is awesome. Like, there's, Dude, Creep is fantastic. There's some actually scary scenes in that movie. It's so almost, this isn't horror at all. But then when it does reach oh, yes. a, its peaking yes. point, yes. it's like sick. And like that wolf mask, I'll just leave it at that. That uh, wolf Peach ma- fuzz. Okay, thank you. Peach fuzz is absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to like reveal what that is, but yes. Uh, so there are scary moments in the movie and its climax is insane on, I think I'll leave it at that. And you're talking about efficiency. That shit is like 70 minutes. Yes, yes. yes. That's one of the ones that I loved how quick it was and just like bang, bang, bang. And it's and it's really good at doing like, oh, what would I be doing if I was in this scenario? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh I'd be trying to do this. No, I'm not going over there. I'll try talking my way out of it. Oh, God, this guy's really good at keeping you around. Right. Yeah, and I, and I, I guess I, sh- I want to throw in here that like just because I'm saying I love those things about found footage doesn't mean that, that makes a... Um, that I, really good. Well, no, that I don't like longer films. I love, okay. you know, it just depends on what the, what it is. But for this genre specifically, I feel like that's what makes it fun is its efficiency and how quick and dirty they are. Well, I like how like in Cloverfield, the length of that movie. Oh, whoa, whoa. you're just going to throw Cloverfield out there? Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm just going to throw Cloverfield fuck out there because yeah. we're talking about it. Um, the length of that film is like the length of an SD card. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So. Pause that discussion for now. I'll throw out a honorable mention from me. Okay. Um, and it's a movie called Afflicted. Have you seen Afflicted? I have not seen Afflicted. I just know of the terrible clothing company 
Affliction. Yes, Affliction. Uh, this is not related to that. <laughs> but uh, Get out of my house! Afflicted is awesome. Uh, it's like these dudes in uh, Go To... Uh, oh, is this the vampire movie? I wish you wouldn't have said that, but yes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I haven't seen it. These dudes go to... And, and I, I haven't seen it in a while, so I apologize if this isn't the city, but they go abroad. They go to like Rome, I think it is. And uh, one of them gets sort of uh, bitten or something by this girl, and then he starts to go through a transformation. And I think I think maybe you're right in just saying it, it's kind of a vampire movie. Okay, but uh, it's like a vampire movie made in the vein of Chronicle. Um, oh, so that sounds a lot great! Of, like really big scenes for like how small this movie is. Trying to get used to what he's becoming. Yeah, exactly. And it gets it. There's some more expensive looking scenes than you would think out of a found footage movie, and. Um, yeah, if if I didn't like the movies on my list as much as I do, Afflicted is like really good. Hmm. Like if you are looking for a movie to see out of this that's not one of the big popular ones, uh, watch Afflicted because it's freaking awesome. So, that sounds cool. Um, that's what I will mention for me. What's another one from you? Area 51. No. And the reason I like this film is because or, or like- Oren Pelly. Correct. Is I as a person think the idea of Area 51 is interesting and I was happy, and that is such a great idea for a found footage film of, hey, we're going to try to break in, and we're going to film it. Easy and I live an hour away from Roswell, New Mexico. We do. Go ahead. And uh, so just me liking that subject matter of aliens and uh, Area 51 is what made me like this. Is a good movie? Maybe not. Yeah, I could see what you're saying. The subject material was so good for you that even though the movie wasn't perfect, you still liked it. I enjoyed it, right. Exactly. That makes sense. Um, There's that scene when they enter that room with like the gray alien suits. Genuinely scared me. I feel like I'm hating on a lot of stuff here, but yeah, I do not like Area 51, Um, which sucks because Oren Pelly may or may not be on my list. What's what's crazy is that dude's only made two films. Yeah. Well, maybe Area 51. He's got 100 producer credits. Maybe it tells you why. Uh, he did a show called The River uh, for Blumhouse, uh, early Blumhouse on ABC. The River was pretty tight. Okay. Uh, it was about like a haunted Amazonian river, and it was like kind of Monster of the Week. It was pretty sweet. Okay. Uh, it wasn't great, but it was a lot of fun. So another honorable mention for me is uh, The Last Exorcism. On my list as well as honorable mention. <clears throat> so we love The Last Exorcism. Yeah, it's, so, it's the, fun. Absolutely one of my favorite found footage movies. One of my favorite movies from that era of movie. I think it came out in 2009. Okay. And I wanted to tell a story about the midnight I went to real quick. I went to a midnight in the city of, it was Las Cruces, New Mexico, where I was going to college, uh, New Mexico State University. Go Aggies. Um, but, Boo. <laughs> uh, but I, so anyways, I, I'm at, I'm at this midnight for the last exorcism. And uh, the, the, I don't remember the guy's name, but the preacher guy, the main character, he says to somebody else, he says, uh, well, you know, if you believe in God, then you have to believe in the devil. It's just a passing line. If you believe in God, then you have to believe in the devil. It was in the trailer. <clears throat> Somebody stood up and said, fuck no. <laughs> and I hope they left. And I'm like, okay, this is an interesting night. So then as it goes on, like some kind of more like Catholic uh, preacher talk happens where it's, where it's not exactly, I guess, appropriate for whatever this guy's beliefs were. But this is a this is a movie, right? right? And he came to see the Last Exorcism, was which is specifically about like religious horror. And um, uh, those guys got up and left. They walked out, and on their way out the movie, they exclaimed, "Fuck this movie!" To they the were, whole crowd. They were offended by the Last Exorcism. And <laughs> uh, 
it's one of my favorite moments going to see movies in my whole life because the idea that somebody would care for a second about what the last exorcism had to say about uh, religion uh, religion is kind of baffling. I mean, horror movies, it's not like everything in them is real. So sure. the idea that somebody would be offended by that was one of my favorite moments. Now, having said that, that's kind of why I like that movie. Sure. Is there the religious ideas? I like how this dude just has completely lost his faith. Yeah. And he's trying he, to prove it wrong. Exactly. Uh, which I love. Yeah. That, that's a fun setup. And right. is he wrong or is he right? Right. Exactly. So, The Last Exorcism, reendorsement for the Ghoul Squad. We love that movie. So, mm. if you haven't seen it, please see Last Exorcism. What's the other one from you? Willow Creek. This is Bobcat Goldwaite's uh, Bigfoot yes. uh, film. Uh, Shout which out is- to Jamie. Jamie loves Bobcat Goldwaite. Go ahead. Who doesn't? I guess that's true. Okay. And what's interesting is it's about these this young couple who I guess generically are going for a search of Bigfoot. But the film is also like, why are people obsessed with Bigfoot? Like what fascinates people about this monster? And that was fun to see that on display. And then it eventually does delve into like scary moments. Yeah, so it's kind of a cool handling of the material while also trying to be a scary movie. Yeah, and oddly, that movie has a unefficient scene, which is a 20-minute extended It's so crazy. Sequence. Yeah. It's so and crazy. I watched it by myself in my me apartment, too. and it scared the shit out of me. Me too. So I'm with you. Willow Creek is awesome. I'm glad you put that on there. Yeah. That's a movie I'm ready to rewatch. Uh, another honorable mention from me. Uh, this kind of gets into the weird territory, uh, The Visit. Okay. Uh, visit. I haven't we, seen. We, we already talked about. You never saw the visit. I've never seen the visit, and it's been my IMD, uh, my Netflix queue for like years. Even though wow. it came out like two years ago. So the vi- I think it came out last year, dude. It's been in there for a minute. That was too loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've reached our uh, e dog, the Hoff. Oh, nope. so Somebody called you the Hoff. There is no yelling quota. <laughs> it's gonna keep coming. Okay. And uh, coming. So, anyways, the and visit. Coming. I do- stop. Uh, I don't like The Visit as much as like The Last Exorcism or Afflicted or even Creep, but The Visit is awesome, so I just want to throw it in there. Um, I also just want to say I put Troll Hunter on my honorable mentions. You're right. It's not really horror, which is why it's on my honorable mentions. And my last honorable mention, uh, the re- I'm going to mention it quickly because... You I don't think- have any more honorable mentions no, after this? No. Huh? I've got a few. Did I disappoint you? I've got a few more honorable mentions. Easy's got a few. He's got a few. Then what is your top five going to look like? Keep going. So... I did not put Cannibal Holocaust on my list. I just, even though it is found footage and I would begrudge no one for putting it on there, I tried to include more pure found footage films. And I think that that movie is based around this narrative structure with like traditionally shot movie and they just find a movie. I don't think that is a found footage movie. But if somebody said it was, I would never argue it. It it, it sure is probably hell is found footage. I just didn't put it on my list because I wanted to put more camera-centric uh, found footage film. So, Cannibal Holocaust won't be on mine, but Cannibal Holocaust is one of my favorite movies of all time, and that's all I have to say about that. Give me some more honorable mentions. Last year's Blair Witch. Yes. Oh, why is that not on mine? No, I, I know I was hard okay. on this film, but uh, Blue came out. I gave it a rewatch, and I appreciated it more. Um, also, in preparation of this episode, I rewatched the original Blair Witch. Yeah. Yes. Which is just an honorable mention. Uh, as well for me. Okay. And it made me appreciate uh, the new one more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because the new one is kind of like scarce in the information we get, and I'm okay with getting more information uh, in the second one. Like you said before, it was mythology building. Yeah, definitely. 
it's not on my list because it's too new and it's also not as good as these films. But uh, yeah, I was kind of I was shocked by people's reaction to the the new Blair Witch film. I loved it. I every moment of the movie I was into. I was scared by it. By the end, I was gripping my seat. Those last fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, are pretty intense. And it ended, and I and I literally thought like I was thinking to myself, I was like, holy crap, I loved that. Like I was very excited. Checked, <laughs> pulled my phone out. Seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Seven? I don't know if it got a seven, but it was very low. And I was like, what? Um, and so I just mentioned that the original is just an honorable mention for me. Okay. It's been so long since I'd seen it, but I rewatched it uh, for this episode. Uh-huh. And, you know, I don't think it's scary, but it's like a good, like well-made yeah. uh, film. I agree. Um, I just watched uh, the Key and Pill movie Keanu. Have you seen it? I haven't. There's a Blair Witch joke in it, okay. and uh, it's good. So, he, yeah. He has a movie coming out. Very excited. Yeah, get out. Yeah, get out. Very excited to see that. What is that, next Friday? I think it's next week, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like a We're horror about, film about uh, racism. Yeah, I, I, that's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, really, really like the Blair Witches, uh, but I guess we don't need to say that. Everybody likes Blair Witch. Yeah, but everybody didn't like the new one, so you're right. endorsing the new one as well? I am endorsing the okay, new one. so we both really like Blair Witch. Don't let people tell you that it's not good, uh, but not a perfect movie, but I, I love Blair Witch. So anyways, right. I think it enhances the first one and just oh, that we get more material about the world Absolutely. in the second I, And I felt, having said that, just yeah. today I got from Netflix Book of Shadows. I've oh. never seen it. Oh my. So I'm going to be watching Book of Shadows here in like the next day or so. On the next episode of The Ghoul Squad, we will, uh, let's discuss uh, Blair Witch 2. Not the whole episode. No, no. For at the beginning at the of the movie, what well, easy thought of Book of Shadows? I've seen it several times. <laughs> Never mind. There is very Keegan strong getting <laughs> giddy over Book of Shadows. Well, I'm thinking about how like there's been a resurgence of people that say they love it. Oh, okay, I get you. <laughs> it is not good in my opinion, but I think we should talk about it on the next uh, episode. And I also don't want to be do. too negative on this episode. So yeah. Anyways, Blair Witch is awesome. You agree? Uh, give me some more of your honorable mentions. Okay, I rewatched it for this episode. It's a bad movie, but it's not that bad. Diary of the Dead. Wow. Yes. It's, you're, you're right. It is not that bad. You're right. It's, it's not that bad of a movie. I, don't, I think people are, are really harsh on Land, Diary, and Survival. I love Land of the Dead. Is that, is that what people are saying now? Do people not like Land of the Dead? I've always felt that people were I love, harsh I love on, Land of the Dead. on, on love those it. three. Diary is um, okay. Survival is not good. It's it's definitely a bit too on the nose for me. You know, Romero's always had those like political undertones and now in diary it's just like here it is yeah. in your face. Yeah. Um but one of my absolute favorite things about uh Diary of the Dead, uh it's nothing new in zombie films. Uh zombies will be wearing something wacky because of what they were wearing when they died. Sure. Right? And one of the final big zombies in Diary of the Dead Last thing he was wearing was a mummy costume. That's amazing. So it looks it so cool. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, you know, and he's walking and he's shambling real slow like a, zomb- uh, and a easy, zombie. Easy's all about us. And I'm just like, that's real fucking clever. Right. Yeah. I suggest if, if you're someone out there, I was one of these people who was borderline wondering, was I too harsh on Diary? Give it another shot. Give it another shot. Give it another shot. I definitely will. I, I didn't hate it or anything, but I... I um, I thought it wasn't as as good as I was hoping, especially from Romero. I saw in the latest horror pack that it came on blue horror pack. Send us free Blu-rays, and uh, I thought that that was really neat. So maybe yeah. some people are revisiting Diary of the Dead right now. That last horror pack came with uh, the IFC Midnight movie um, Dark Summer. 
which is Paul Solit. And I, ah. you don't like that movie? Ah. I thought it was okay. I snoozed in and out. At I work? I mean, is it surprising you snoozed in and out of a movie? I used to work at a skate shop, and that's when I watched it. <laughs> this was before I was like, I don't think they, I'm not sure they can even hear you. You're a what now? Bureaucrat. Wow. Somebody who works for the government? And my last honorable mention is uh, VHS. Oh, okay, yeah. I forgot to include that on my honorable mentions, but I really like that movie as well. well. The Radio Silence segment at the very, very end. Yeah. Good, good stuff. I actually am in the minority that I think I like the first VHS movie more than the second movie, and everybody loves the second one. I actually like the first one more. E-Dog is currently rolling eyes over here. Well, I liked how raw the first movie was, and I thought the second one was so overproduced, which made it good. I just thought the second one was overproduced, where the first one I liked how raw it was. But I'm with you. VHS is awesome. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. VHS viral is not good. No. So, is that it? That is all of my honorable mentions. All right. So now we're getting into the nitty gritty. <laughs> we're just like eyeing each other down like, what's on your list? Uh? We're getting into the meat all right. of this. Well, I think it's time to get to our actual top five now. Okay. And Let's do it. Uh, should I start? You go ahead and start. All right. My number five, which is part of our top five found footage films. My number five is a movie called The Sacrament. Mm. And uh, you know what? That was on my honorable mentions. All right. There you go. Go ahead. Keep going. The Sacrament is Ty West's entry to the uh, found footage genre. And it's just a really, really... Like, The Sacrament's almost a perfect movie in the, in the way it's crafted. Like, it's, from beginning to end, a sort of taut thriller about Jonestown. And uh, if you don't know, The Sacrament's about uh, Jonestown, which is the the place where all the people drink the Kool-Aid and died, right? It was a religious cult. Religious cult. Easy and I love religion, apparently. In horror. <laughs> right. <laughs> in horror. So anyway, it's a religious cult where where um, they sort of get exposed in the movie, and, and in Jonestown they drink Kool Aid to die. I won't tell you what happens at the end of this movie, but well, it's awesome. Yeah. So these characters realize what's going on, and yeah. they kind of have to try to decide like, how do we get out of here? Is there any way we can stop it? Yeah. And I really like all the people in this one. Uh, AJ Bowen, uh, mm-hmm. I think Swanberg's in it, right? Joe Swanberg. Yes. And then uh, Amy Simetz, Simetz? I don't know how to say her last name, but she's awesome. She's in a lot of Ty West stuff. She's in your next. And I like her in it. So, yeah, overall, this movie is just, it's a bigger found footage movie that we've see, kind of seen before. Like, there's like a helicopter. It's shot like perfectly because it's Ty West. Um, it, it actually borders on not feeling found footage at times because it's shot so well, but it's supposed to be a documentary crew. So, that's part of the reason why. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen The Sacrament, definitely check it out. It's my number five. Uh, but if you know me or have listened to the podcast, I'm a huge fan of Ty West. So as soon as we were st- starting this list, I was like, oh, okay, The Sacrament's going to be out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. It rounded mm-hmm. out my top five because I really like the other movies on my list. But, yeah, The Sacrament's awesome. Check it out. Very good. That is my number five. What is Eric Hoff's number, number five? five? And it's another one that I rewatched uh, for this episode. And I keep saying that. Okay. And this made me realize I hate rewatching films. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? Unless, unless I'm showing them to somebody. Wow. And I guess it's because I just don't have the time okay. that oh, I used wow. to. You're real busy, huh? Yeah. What are you now? A bureaucrat? Correct. Okay. And uh, 
I almost kind of felt like this episode was a chore a bit because I was like, I don't want to watch this, but I got to see how I feel about it again. Okay, so my number Boo-hoo. five is Paranormal Activity. Oh, okay, cool. The original. And you know what? I watched this movie like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. It still scares me. And how do you feel about that? I'm because- 28 years old. <laughs> I live by myself. Yes. I wake up to pee in the middle of the night. And I'm like, God, this is yeah. scary still. How is that possible? That is such an effective movie. I, I agree, man. And I, I find it You odd. see nothing. The These movies have sort of grown in a life of their own because of their sequels. This is that sequel-itis thing where people remember Paranormal Activity as like the bad sequels. Uh, same thing with like the, the Saw? Uh, Saw franchise. People think of Saw as like, oh, those crappy torture movies. Or really like the first... Three actually are, are really good. And, and the first one is almost is, has nothing to do with gore. It's not a gore film at all. So uh, they get they get misremembered um, as their sequels. And I, I agree. I, paranormal Activity still scares me. I barely remember uh, the Paranormal Activity uh, sequels. And, dude, there was no way I was going to rewatch those films. Yeah. But, man, the first one is still – it's good. It's scary. Still scary. And that, the lead actress – Katie, she, she pretty. Katie Featherson. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'll just say Paranormal Activity is my number four. Okay. And so we can we can continue to talk sure. about it. I also have Paranormal Activity as well as the, the second film. And I think maybe we can like talk about it. Like lumped together? Yeah, because okay. I actually am a huge, huge fan of Paranormal Activity too. Um, I saw this movie with uh, actually our buddy that owns a brewery in town now, uh, Lucas Middleton. Hello. Uh, go to Milton's Brewing in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Or buy a t-shirt. <laughs> or buy a t-shirt from us. I went and saw it with him in, in college, and I was like squirming in my seat at the second film, and I did in the first one as well, but like I actually haven't seen the second one since I saw it because it it, it quite scared me. And I know that sounds like, oh, like, fuck you. It can't have scared you that much or you're a pussy. I watch a lot of scary movies like this one. For whatever reason, I think this is what you're trying to get at is the idea of like things going bump in the night when you don't know the idea of voyeurism where the camera is watching you while you're asleep is just absolutely terrifying to me. And maybe I know you're <laughs> go ahead. The idea of the ghost that wants to cause you harm. Yeah. Is, is what scares me. Oddly. Like I feel like this might be, but it's not a ghost. It's a demon. Sure. Maybe this is like my, you know how people that are like extremely religious find religious horror like the scariest thing in the world? Sure. I'm not that religious as we've spoken about before. So I like religious horror a lot, like the exorcist and stuff, but I don't believe in any of it. So it scares me. I don't believe in demons or anything like that. Um, Maybe this isn't the place to explain that, but I I don't really believe in ghosts that much. But I do believe in, I don't believe in, but I, I guess I'm terrified of stuff while I'm asleep. Sure. Like the fact that I'm not, present for something happening to me uh, i mean i know it is probably scary for everybody but that's terrifying to me so uh, i think that's why these films are so effective for me right uh there's that documentary about night terror oh i won't watch it I no me neither it. i won't watch that movie i, I will that not sounds watch too it. scary um and i'm not and, exaggerating i won't watch that i'm with the you i won't watch that movie. uh and and saying that uh you know i remember hearing about paranormal activity when it was like in theaters remember yeah. there was a whole demand it thing yeah and you know i also heard that it was scary um, I remember I was working at Subway at the time and somehow some of the customers had like brought it up like as I was making their sandwich and I remember them telling me just how scary it was. Yeah. Um, it came out on DVD 
And it sat on that shelf at Hastings <laughs> for weeks until like I finally got the nerve yeah. uh, to rent it, watched it, scared me, gave me nightmares. A week passes. Yeah. All right. I've probably told you the story. Maybe I've told this. Go on ahead. The, no, go maybe ahead. I've told this on the pod already. You haven't. Uh, I was living with a girl at the time. Uh-oh. And I told her, you know, this is like a week after we watched it. I was like, this is giving me nightmares and like I'm still having them. You, and, may, you may have told that story before, but and, it's still really good. Yeah. And uh, I was like, and I kind of feel dumb telling you that. Yeah. And she told me the exact same thing. Oh, wow. So we we both had this fear, but we didn't want to let the other one know because we thought it was too dumb. But we we're both were terrified of paranormal activity. Yeah. And I think I think like like I said, people misremember paranormal activity as its sequels. And as those films went on, they became less about what happens while you're asleep. And I think like that was what was so scary, as I've already said, so scary about this, the first movie. And I also thought the second one where as these films went on, it became like uh, almost the like coven a, of witches. Yeah. All this other stuff. That's really not as intimate as when you're asleep, shit's going on. You know, what's also sick about paranormal activity. What's also sick about paranormal is, activity is the mythology is already there. Yeah. This demon has been with her since she was eight years old. Yeah. It's not like suddenly there's this bump in the in the house one night. What yeah. is it? They kind of already know what's going on, and that kind of gives us a jump start uh, with the story as yeah. well. Yeah, I, I found it scary when I saw it. And I, I guess because it's our found footage episode, this is probably the time to tell the story. I was on Blade Disgusting one day. Shout out. And uh, they posted about this movie that was coming out that he was hailing as the scariest movie of all time. Not the first time he's done that. Also not the last. And he's been wrong a lot. Is this Brad Miska? Brad Miska. But at this point, I was... Go ahead. I, I, I texted Keegan no, the no, other can day. I, can I finish? That I appreciate him for championing both 31 and Blair Witch last year. Uh-huh. Just because everybody's had to do those movies. Go ahead. This is a little inside baseball. Yes. Curveball. <laughs> Anyways, he had tweeted about it, that, or I'm sorry, he had posted to Blade discussing about how it's the scariest movie of all time and all this stuff, and I got excited. I was like, okay, cool. He likes it, so I'm going to go see it. Well, then they came out this this campaign called Demand It, where you could demand to see it in your city first, which is how it kind of got famous, and um, so I was one of the first people to see it. We demanded it to uh, everybody in my dorm at New Mexico State, who's my buddies, like uh, Wes, Lucas, Jamie, hello, everybody. I had them all, Austin. Uh, I had them all demand it on um, this website called, I think it was just demanded or something. And uh, to El Paso, Texas, which is close to Las Cruces, which is where we live. And it won. It was one of the 25 cities in America that got paranormal, to see paranormal activity first. And we bought tickets to that showing and went and saw it. And that was one of the most raucous crowds I've ever been to. It was like a, almost like a preview screening. And uh, uh, we got, we all got home and I remember everybody went to bed and I was just laying in my bed in my dorm and I was like, Fuck. <laughs> that shit kind of scared me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Parallel Activity, I think it still uh, still works. And I think the first movie is amazing. I really like the second one. But if I had to pick, you know, obviously the first one is the best. I'm going the marked ones. And, and that's the weird thing. <laughs> the marked ones is a lot of fun, but that's not a scary movie. And, and that loses what was so interesting, which is you're asleep. So, yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. Also, Katie Feather said hello. I got goosebumps twice while we were discussing... <clears throat> Paranormal activity. Yeah, so I think we've spent enough time on it, but because it was your number five and it was also my number four, there you go. I knew I was going to rewatch it for this episode, and I had anxiety about it. I don't think I've ever rewatched. I've seen the first one twice, I think, because I, um, yeah. Uh, wow, we, we, you know, we sound like pussies. That's fine. So. It's a good movie. What is Eric Hoff's number, number four? Four. VHS 2. 
Oh, wow. I think uh, this is the best of the trilogy. And the standout segment, I don't remember his name, the dude who did the raid. Uh-huh. He did the segment about the uh, suicide cult. And that shit is just fire. Is his name Gareth Evans? I'm getting confused with the guy who did uh, your most recent Godzilla. That's Gareth Edwards. Okay. Then Evans. Gareth Evans. That is so good. I wish it was a, a, a full feature. Yeah. But the other segments are fun as well. Uh, the Haunted Eye, the Alien uh, Abduction. Oh, the Alien Abduction is amazing. Yeah. Just such a good. Oh, and then uh, the guy who did uh, Blair Witch. Ed- Eduardo Sanchez. Yeah. Not that I know. He's the dude who did the one with the guy who uh, he goes for a bike ride, gets bit by a zombie. Yes. He's got a GoPro on GoPro, his helmet. Yeah. yeah. Those are all really, really good. Yeah. Isn't it that is that the one with the magician or is that the third oh, one? Oh, that's the third one with the magic cape. Yeah. Dumb. Viral's bad. Yeah. Really, really like VHS too. I've watched it multiple times just because I think it's great. I've ne- I you know, I don't think I've seen it again, but um You've VHS- only seen it once? I think I've only seen it once. Dude, you're crazy. I'm crazy. No. <laughs> VHS two is awesome, I agree. I just personally like the first movie more, but oh. which one is better? Two is better. Oh, and I also but like, I like the first one more. It's fewer segments, so it kind of feels a little bit uh, tighter yeah. to me. Yeah, But it's bigger VHS and more too. expensive, and I guess the reason why I like the first movie is it felt like... I remember watching it when it first came out. It felt... Well, I don't want to use this word because it's going to sound cooler than it is, but like it felt more dangerous, like something crazy. It was kind of new. Yeah, it, it felt like something crazy could Had happen there been on a these videos. Have footage anthology movie yeah. before? Um, boy, I don't know. I don't know. Probably, but not not as popular as this one. But yeah, I, I like the first movie more, but I'm with you. Uh, Gareth Evans uh, Shore is like one of the best things I've ever seen ever. And like, and like what's crazy is like each one of those directors, they're you're like ta- they're like at the top of their genre game. You're talking in, about in the, second one. the uh the 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 second one has the alien abduction like with the dog, right? Correct. Okay, oh, that's the worst part. I love yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, love, love that. But we got uh, Adam Wingard, Simon Barrett with the Haunted Eye. Yeah. Eduardo Sanchez with the GoPro Zombie. That's a that's a fire roster right there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I agree. So good. So what is your number three? My number three. See how I got that right this time? <laughs> Keegan's number three on his top five found footage films of all time is uh, Wreck. Okay. As well as Wreck 2. Nowhere to be found on my list just because I haven't seen them in so long. So Wreck and Wreck 2 are... Um, I actually think Wreck is better than the first film. Um, and if you don't know what Wreck, Wreck is, they're Spanish horror movies. I'm trying to think of how to explain it. These this, Zombies? Zombies, yeah. This woman, uh, she's a newswoman. She's going into this uh, quarantine department complex to uh, see what this... Uh, I think to go with... I, I apologize for rambling here. To find out uh, what these firefighters are, are... These firefighters are responding to a call. And so she goes with them to like go with the firefighters. Well, what ensues is is a essentially a viral zombie outbreak, and they're fast zombies. And I honestly think Wreck and Wreck Two, um, especially Wreck Two, are like the gold standard of what found footage should be now. Like they're fantastic, and uh, I loved how in the second movie, I won't spoil any of it, but they started to expand upon the mythology that they were possibly demons, possibly some sort of possession. They're not actually zombies. Like it's not a viral outbreak. It's actually a religious. I'm trying to, I I, I should be vague, but like kind of like a religious curse. Um, and, and the way this got started is like more of a religious background rather than a uh, viral outbreak. And yeah, they're, they're 
really, really kind of vicious movies, which I love. Like Wreck has this insane sequence of people running down this hallway and people being blown away by the cops. And uh, Wreck 2 has... Um, it's like a SWAT team goes into this quarantined uh, apartment complex and just stuff is popping off in Rec 2. Like people are falling downstairs. Like uh, they're just like blowing all these zombies away with guns. And like um, the found footage aspect of that is is just really well done, really well shot, really high quality looking. Um, so yeah, I love them. And, and I would say the standout thing from them is the religious aspect of the zombies. Uh, loved that. Loved how they started to explain that in Rec 2. So Rec and Rec 2, they're in my number three, and I kind of put them in there. Um, if I had to pick, I'd pick Rec 2. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. If you don't know what these are, they were remade into an American movie by Sony called Quarantine. Quarantine's also a good movie, but not great. Rec and Rec 2 are like, well, obviously my number three found footage films of all time. And so they're like a four or five now in terms of sequels, right? They are. Rec 3 is okay. It's not all found footage. Uh, it's fun. And Rec 4 I actually haven't seen, um, but I want to. Allow Easy to backtrack. Let's allow Easy to backtrack. I'm going to talk about Diary again. Why? Right now? I'm going to talk about Diary. Okay, right? allow Easy to backtrack to Diary of the Dead. Because we're talking about found footage zombie movies. Go ahead, go ahead. And it made me think of something else that I really enjoy about Diary. That, so, it wasn't on your list, so I guess it was on your honorable mentions. It's on my honorable mentions, yeah. Oh, there you go. One really cool thing about Diary is you learn as the story progresses, um, they're trying to make a movie to let people know what's really going on. Right? Okay. So, you know, this is supposed to be the first night. It's supposed to be like an expose. This is supposed to be the first night the zombie outbreak has occurred, and they're trying to let people know what's really happening. And you learn there are other people out there doing that as well. So we get to see what they're watching. So what we get are these like really short, just like minute long self-contained zombie stories. And that's just another really cool aspect of um, Diary. There's one that involves a SWAT team and it borderlines on like, that's kind of messed up. Like the, uh, direct, the direction that story takes. And I don't know, that was just something else I dig about uh, Diary. So I guess maybe I like Diary more than I thought. Well, thank you for backtracking. Yep. Also listen to Backtrack. A lot easy to backtrack. So my number three. <laughs> what is Eric Hoff's number three top five found footage film of all time? And my next two films, I wasn't sure if I was going to put them on my list. I'm excited. Because they're not 100% found footage. Uh, number three is Behind the Mask. The Rise of, of Leslie, Leslie Vernon. Vernon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, incredibly... Smart and clever film in the world that Leslie Vernon lives in. Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees are all real people. And Leslie is a, is aspiring to be the next big slasher. He allows a film crew to follow him as he prepares for the night that he's going to start killing kids. And it's such a fun kind of like stab while being faithful to uh, slasher tropes. And uh, it's fun to see the preparation that Leslie has to go through. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. We've talked a lot about Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon on this podcast. Um, so it's kind of hard because I feel like I'll just be saying the same things over and over again. I did not include this on my list and I don't... Is it because of the reason that it's not 100% found footage? Yeah, but that's not to say I don't... Again, I would not argue with somebody whether it is and I'm glad it's on your list. Um, I just didn't include it as a found footage film, but it absolutely... It's, it's basically found footage. And what's interesting is it stops being found footage because of the, d the direction the story takes. Yeah. Because of an event in yeah. the film 
they can no longer portray it as yeah. they're still filming these events. But but it would be on my honorable mentions. I absolutely love that movie. I guess I I guess this is this this episode has Kigi's arbitrary exclusions. So there you go. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The behind the mask uh, Facebook page recently had an update that stated something is coming. So maybe we'll uh, get a sequel. Get in the presence of Leslie Vernon again soon. I really, really hope so. And I guess uh, I'll just say one of my favorite parts about that movie that I've spoken about on the podcast before was the moment I realized what the movie was and how it was about to blow my mind and did was uh, when Leslie Vernon was following his, like basically his final girl and he's standing behind a tree and waiting for her to come out to throw trash out from her job in the middle of the night. And then she comes outside and he goes, Oh, okay. Okay. Here she comes. Here she comes. And he just steps out and stands there so she can see him. Mm-hmm. And then she gets, and when she looks again. He hides. Right. And then she, he's gone. Like he's a slasher in a slasher movie. Like, mm-hmm. like Michael Myers. Like I, that I was like, Oh wow. Okay. I love this. So that's like the start of the film. Yeah. So, well, that's what I'm saying. That was when I was like, okay. Uh, Cause I actually have only seen this movie recently. And when I uh, was watching, I was like, this is what people are talking about. This is why it's awesome. This is, that was like one of those movies where it was like, kind of like, uh, I think it's Anchor Bay, isn't it? They put out the DVD anyways. Yeah. It's like genre affirming. Yeah. It's just like, this is legit. Like this is quality filmmaking. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that movie. I'm with you. Just didn't, didn't put it on my list for no reason, but there you go. So let's hear your number two. We're getting to the top. <clears throat> we are. And I feel like we've already kind of talked about it a lot. So I hope that I can explain it enough. But my number two found footage is uh, Blair Witch. Okay. Uh, and it's the Blair Witch Project. Sorry. The OG. Uh, the first film. And I just think this is like a seminal, you know, horror film. I think it's good. There's been films that use the found footage technique before it. But in yeah. my opinion, Blair Witch modernized started it. it yeah yeah and i think it's just the granddaddy um, you you said you didn't find it scary i do find it still a little bit scary i watched it i rewatched it right before i saw blair witch last year okay and loved every minute of it and i i feel like people get caught up in like the map argument and like people get caught up. i don't i have no problem with that Me either i was fine with it, it all feels like and i you know, I, I hope that I'm not praising. I mean, I, th- I hope people like it because I, I honestly think it feels really organic. And then when you like, learn what has happened to the map, yeah, kind of like, oh crap, yeah. And I and I kept and I found like all the stuff that keeps happening to them. Like they find the pile of rocks, they find like the the um, not what you call, I'm not sure what you call them, like the totems in the in the um, the Blair Witch symbol sure. uh, in the trees and stuff. Like honestly, all that really creeps me out. And I, and I find it weird because it almost sounds like it wouldn't, or like at this point it seems like, um, you know, it's probably been parodied and like, you know, scary movie and stuff. Um, I still find it scary. It still creeps, creeps me out. Like just being in the woods alone and thinking there's something out there for you, not yeah. just a, in, in, you know, not an animal, but like this entity that wants to kill you. I don't know why that like really freaks me out. So Blair Witch, project still really works and that's probably why i liked uh blair witch a lot the the one last year um it's like that that first night uh when they're uh sleeping yes i think maybe they already realized something's wrong yeah but how like they can just like hear like noises oh man in the distance yeah Yeah. that is i I really can't explain i mean it's kind of creeping me out hearing you say that um i can't explain it it just i find it very very scary. So when people sort of make it sound like, oh, nothing happens and then there's a big ending, which, and then the ending is underwhelming to some people. I disagree because I find the whole movie sort of scary. Which is fantastic because if you watch the new one, yes, you kind of get to know what the hell's going on there. 
And but and, that's not to say you need the new one. Yeah. Not to talk about the new one, but the new one comes up with all these new ideas for explaining pieces of the mythology mm-hmm. of the Blair Witch. And I loved that that movie didn't care to explain what they were explaining. Sure. And so it, it, almost, it doesn't need to. Exactly. And it almost seems like, you know how sometimes when you explain something, uh, it, it lessens its impact. I love that that movie didn't care to explain what it was explaining. And I know I just said that, but like it's, it's sort of a, um, there might, there's some kind of, I'm trying to think of the word for it. Cause I don't want to spoil that movie, but uh, sort of time lock thing happening when you go into those woods. Sure. Um, and, and that doesn't affect my love of the first movie. I'm just saying that that's, I found all of that fascinating. The Adam Wingarden, uh, I think Simon Barrett wrote it, right? Correct. Um, that they came up with all this stuff for Blair Witch. So I love that movie. But yeah, this first movie, it still scares me. I find the ending terrifying. And I, and I know it's nothing. I know it's her walking around a house and breathing really loud. I, I, I still find that very scary. So I love the Blair Witch Project. Now, we just talked about how it doesn't, it doesn't care to explain its mythology. Yeah. Right. And I guess the reason it works so much for me with a new one is that I am interested in that, though. Yeah. I do want to know more. So I was happy when I got it. Yeah, yeah man. I, I love the Blair Witch Project. And it's... I've I've liked it more and more and more over the years. I liked it when I saw it when I was very young, and I liked it later. And then rewatching it before the Blair Witch, I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome." So I'm a big big fan of it. And just the aesthetic, how like they're supposed to be like filming on yeah. film. There's like that grainy. There's like well, the the black and white shots. Yeah, that all looks really cool. Yeah, and you're right. Like part of why I like it so much is the filmmaking aspect. Like they they have a 16 millimeter camera. They have a DV camera. They have several different cameras, and you can tell which one they switch to. That's a great movie, and it's—I know it's. I agree. It's a—it's a very well-made film. Yeah, and it's odd because I feel like Eduardo Sanchez has made movies since then, and they're not. I don't want to say that that exists. Movie was pretty boring. They're nowhere near as good as it. So I don't know what happened. It feels like it feels like lightning in a bottle. But yeah, I love the Blair Witch Project. So that's my number two, top found footage film of all time, and also just a cool marketing campaign they had for the film. Absolutely. Oh, well, yeah, we could talk about that forever, uh, how they made it look like those people actually died in that whole thing, which is also a similar tactic used for Cannibal Holocaust. Speaking of which, my number two, what is Eric Hoff's number two? Is Cannibal Holocaust. I knew it. Now, this film, obviously, because you know what my number one is? Yeah. I struggle. Do I put it on here since it's only so much? Sure, sure. But you know what? The genre is called found footage. Is that fair? That's this is fair. a movie about a dude who goes to another country and he finds footage. <laughs> you, get, you get what I'm going for <laughs> here, Doc? You get what I'm going here for, Doc? Yeah, I do. Uh, and, again, uh, I would never argue it, so please tell me about Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, you know what? It's genuinely one of my favorite horror films. It would probably make me too. Uh, my top 10. It'd be on my top 10. And I love it for all of its politically incorrectness, but isn't that why we like Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, oh, isn't yeah. that why we watch it? I mean, the film is marketed as the most controversial movie ever made. Yeah, but I also like its social commentary, and it, it's gonna. It has a cheesy. I have a cheesy way to explain it, and it's who are the real con- cannibals? Who well, are sure, the that's real the very last line of dialogue in the film. I know, but that I love the social commentary of that. But when you go in for Cannibal Holocaust, the first time you watched it, the idea was this is supposed to be really nasty. Absolutely, right? yeah. And you know what I think is interesting? In addition to that is Cannibal Holocaust, uh, a Serbian film, Baskin. Those films are all like, you know, nasty and extreme, 
but they're so well made. Yeah. Those movies all look fantastic. Let me ask you this though. Sure. How often have you heard this is the most fucked up, craziest, goriest movie ever made? And then you've gone into it and you were disappointed by it. It's happened a lot. Sure. Sure. So, film gets, gets overhyped all the time. It gets overhyped. And what's nice about Cannibal Holocaust is not only is it that, but it's also a fantastic movie. Right. That, it, that it reaches its promise. Exactly. Right. I hear it. And you. it's not just about the gore. I also think the characters and everybody's really good in the movie. Like it's well, it's a, it's a good <laughs> it's movie. It's a fucking good movie. Yeah. So, and, and I think the reason I feel that way about it is watching Cannibal Ferox. Now, wait, I love Cannibal Ferox. But it is nowhere near as good as Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, quick story. Sure. Uh, something what you just said, actually. I forget what specifically we were talking about. Uh, I'm talking with my girlfriend. And I'm talking about how, you know, it's like when you're told it's one thing, but it's really not. And I said, you know, it's like when you watch Cannibal Holocaust, you think it's <laughs> you think it's going to be this no. really, uh, you know, crazy film. But then once you get through it, it's not that bad. And she goes, what are you talking about? She said, what the fuck is Cannibal Holocaust? No, 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 no we had already watched it. Oh. And well, so, no, so she said, what the fuck is Cannibal Holocaust? No, 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 no. I said, so I made that comparison. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah. And, and she stopped me and she was like, no, it is that crazy. Okay, sure. You know, she was telling me that it was a wrong example because well, it is crazy. Maybe we should address the animals. If you want. No, but <laughs> I, I watched the animal cruelty free cut one time. It's not the same movie. No, there's no so. impact. And I'm not, there's no way I'm endorsing that. Like, no, that shit not. is fucking terrible and awful, but that needs to be in there if you're watching that movie. For, for it to be the film. Yes. I don't begrudge anybody for watching the animal cruelty free version. We it's should just it's not the same movie there. though. Sure. I'm just saying if, if that's how you need to watch it, do because the rest of the movie is so goddamn good. But I just wanted to say that, you know, obviously all that shit's stupid and we wish it didn't happen, but it did and it's part of the film. Um, it's sort of part of like horror legacy, that stuff in Cannibal Holocaust. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it sucks, but it's also such a goddamn good movie. And I will say like, I'll, I'll throw out there that I generally don't watch those scenes, but by that, I mean, they play and I just look away. Mm. I have seen them several times. So I just want to say that, but, uh, most of the time, like when the turtle comes up, one of my favorite animals is turtle. I love turtles. I generally just don't watch it. I'll look at my phone for a couple of minutes and then they finish it. So, um, but I, I have never watched the animal cruelty free version, uh, but I, I don't always stare at the screen while they're fucking cutting open a monkey. The like noise. that shit's stupid. I don't need to see that every day. I don't need to see that when I'm watching a horror movie, but I agree with you that I respect that it's in there. Uh, but also fuck that. So there you go. The noise the pig makes just breaks my heart. Yeah. It's, every time it's I awful. Dude. Yeah. I mean, it's awful. So anyways, We've it's a fantastic yeah. movie. It's got found footage elements in it. Absolutely. And I love that movie. It's so good, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler to say, like, the reaction of, like, the guy when it, the, when their footage finishes is one of my favorite things in film. Uh, like, <laughs> they get up and, like, they're smoking there from the smoking. They're just walking out. And one of the guys says... He oh he picks up the phone. He tells the projectionist to burn the film. Right, I love that. Like I, it's such a goddamn good movie. Yes. And then all you know, let's just say that all the all the gore that's not real, uh, which is the highlight, uh, is so fucking good. So right, I'm yeah. sure this is a, a well known story. How he had to produce in court. Yeah. How they how they did those scenes. Those scenes. Yeah. yeah. And part of it, like if I remember correctly, was like the Blair Witch, where they 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 signed a release for like a year not to show up. 
Uh, right, they couldn't appear in anything yeah. else. So then whenever he did get uh, detained, uh, they were like, well, where are these people? And he's like, I can't get a hold of them. Um, so they thought they were dead. Didn't they go on a, they went on like a talk show? Yeah. They're like, look, these people are still alive. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, fantastic movie. Yeah, Cannibal Holocaust, absolutely love it. Uh, not on my list just because I didn't think it was pure found footage, but there you go. Right. Now, that was your number two? That was my number two. I kind of feel like, you know, it's our found footage episode. Yes. And uh, it's exciting. And we've been excited. Yes. But one of Eric and I's favorite films of all time, ever, ever, ever in my life, is a found footage film. And it happens to be on my number one. Wait, say that again? It happens to be my number one. Is it my number one? Yes. Okay. I hope. You told me to include it. Okay. Yeah. So we got the same number one? I, is this the first time in Ghost Squad not? history? So... <laughs> Let me just say, I'm not sure this movie is a horror movie, but I also don't care. And because you told me to include it, I did. And it makes synergy. My number one is Cloverfield. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Where do we start? How fantastic it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, let me just start with, I'm a huge JJ Abrams fan. Obviously he didn't direct it, but this is his like project. And Matt Reeves is one of my favorite directors now because of Cloverfield and mm -hmm. let me in and, uh, Dawn of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Uh, can't wait for his next one. Hope he does that Batman movie. So, um, yeah. Where do we start? It's it's such a cool idea. Yeah. I didn't realize I had a love for giant monsters until yeah. this. And all of a sudden, yeah. it was like an explosion of like, this is what's cool to me. Yeah. Cloverfield, I think, was the first big monster movie that I was like, oh, fuck. Like, how come I haven't been watching these forever? Like, what? I need to go back and find them. And then, and then we watched The Host... And the and host is cool. Good. Yeah. And that's so funny. And then, you say and, that. and then we tried the Matthew Broadwick Godzilla and it wasn't good at all because we just wanted that same awesomeness. That was Cloverfield. That it, is Cloverfield. It is so funny you say that. I, uh, so I was a huge fan of that Godzilla movie when I was a kid. I was young when I saw it. And literally, I got home from Cloverfield and thought, hell yeah, I got to find another one. Let's, let's, let's we need more giant monsters. So I was like, oh, I love the 2000 Godzilla movie. Oh, it's terrible. Right. So yeah, um, I found out it was terrible. Let's, and it and, is. And, and soon, uh, next month, let's hope we get some more giant monster mayhem in Kong. Yeah. So me and Eric are like huge, huge monster movie fans. And I think it's really... Giant. Monster movie fans. <laughs> I hate you, get you so much. <laughs> do, you get what, do you get what I said there? Uh, I really think, like you said, it is due to this film. It's Cloverfield. Absolutely. Yeah. Cloverfield created my love for a genre that there's just not much of. Yeah. I mean, there's like the old Godzillas, but don't hold it against me. I don't care to watch those. Wow. Um, I really I'm like talking about like all the crazy ass sequels. Yeah. I really like the first one. And and the Japanese version of that movie is amazing. I when is it. Shin Godzilla going to... Come uh, to the come side. I don't know. And I'm going to uh, watch that movie because of Cloverfield. Yeah. That's ass backwards. I realized that. So, uh, but I love Cloverfield. Now is probably a good time to throw in that part of the reason I love Cloverfield was its viral marketing campaign. Yes. I was huge into this viral marketing campaign where I was on these like alt fiction websites looking up like documents from Tagaratu or however you say it and slusho.jp. I bought a slusho t shirt. Um, what's really going on on that uh, offshore drilling that rig Offshore drilling rig where they woke them up or whatever happened and or what's falling from the sky <laughs> yeah i'm a huge huge uh so i'm a huge jj fan and i love the mystery i love mysteries oh and yeah so that was one of the best yeah and so not only is the film habit but it's viral marketing and everything around it which is also why i'm such a huge fan of 10 chlorophyll lane uh last year um which is not the same but go ahead how cool is it 
that we didn't know what it was. Yeah. It was just a mystery. Yeah. And then it became the coolest thing ever. I'll never forget. Looking, I watched it three times in the theater. I watched it like five times. I was actually working at the theater when it came out and I stole the poster. Uh, I'll never forget going online and everybody saying, wait, in the trailer, is he saying, I saw it, it's a lion, it's huge? Is this a Voltron movie? What the hell is this? <laughs> and then everybody's like, wait, 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 no, it's not. He's not saying it's a lion. He's it's saying alive. it's alive, it's huge. So um, there's so many things I remember from that that era of, I mean, it's the best viral marketing campaign ever. And, and it culminated with a movie that I loved. I love the characters in the movie. I feel like Absolutely. they don't get talked about a lot. And I like those actors so much. TJ Miller is the cameraman. It's just like a simple love tale. Yeah. At its core. Yeah. It's not, you know, and their acting isn't perfect, but it's good enough. Um, There's so many good people in it. Jessica, I think her name is Jessica Lucas. She's one of the girls in the movie. She's in the um, Evil Dead remake. And she's awesome. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Yes. Is in it. Um, Michael Stahl David, I think is that guy's name. And uh, Crispin Glover. No, he's not in it. Crispin Glover's not in Cloverfield. No, he's not. But uh, I don't know. Anyways, just one of my favorite movies of all time. And I love that monster. Fucking love the that design monster. is great. Um, a lot of F-bombs. Like like any good uh, monster film, there's some restraint in uh, how much we get to see of the monster throughout the film. Well, you could say this movie's modeled after uh, my favorite film of all time, Jaws. And... It does such a good job of like, okay, the next time we see the monster, it's, it's, you know, you're in awe of, yeah. you know, wonderment. And then, wonderment, I don't know if that's a word. Uh, <laughs> it's not, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, in wonder, whatever. Uh, and then the next time you see it, we can see it anymore. And it's like, oh, damn, this is even tighter. And then the next time it's even tighter until the very end. Yeah, it's reveal. I mean, I would just call the movie full of reveals of the monster. And it's just one of the best movies ever made, dude. And, yeah, thank you, J.J. Abrams, and thank you, Matt Reeves. I realize we're never getting a sequel, but man, yeah, I would die happy. Yeah, I mean, remember there was the idea that they could just tell the same story but from a different group of. Yeah, I, I of course I always wanted them to do that just because I'd like to see more of the monster, but I also kind of feel like the better way to do it would have been like Ten Cloverfield Lane, but with this monster or with another monster like this. And now that Ten Cloverfield Lane is sort of unrelated to this movie. Um, I'm not sure how they'll even do it anymore. We have God, God particle coming out later this year. So, you know, I don't want to discuss fan fiction. Sure. Uh, but there's this video on YouTube on like how those two films are connected. Yeah. And, uh, I'll tell you about it once we're done recording. I've already seen it. I know. All about uh, it, that, that's, that's a cool idea. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I mean, I have a theory for what God particle is, but is this the place to share it? I don't nah, really we know. Can wait. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, huge fan of, I don't know how to, I'm going to say this again, huge fan of like mysteries. And this movie is just a one giant mystery that unravels itself through the whole movie. Also like the insane parasites that drop off of the Cloverfield monster that are like the little monsters in the movie where they fight them in the subway. Dude, it's just like, I don't know. I'm done. I'm done. This is Drew, one of the best movies Drew ever Goddard's made. a genius. Drew Goddard is a genius. You're right. He directed uh, the Cabin, Cabin in the Woods. Woods. Yeah. He could forever make horrible movies. And I'll defend them for Cloverfield and Cabin in the Woods. 
I just thought about if somebody out there is listening to this and doesn't like chlorophyll as much as us, it never crossed my mind that somebody wouldn't like it as much as we do. So hello out there. And we hope that you got through that gush fest about chlorophyll because me and Eric genuinely are. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. If I had to make a top 10, things like Star Wars and Jaws and Indiana Jones would be on there and Gremlins and Cloverfield is on my top 10 of all time of film. So I just... We love, love, love Cloverfield. My list would be like Terminator 2, RoboCop, yeah. Boogie Nights, and then Cloverfield. Wow. No Star Wars, no no Jaws? Nope. Well, that settles that, and I think that completes our top five found footage films. Oddly, Solid list. It took us forever to get this out, I feel like. It did. But we hope that you're listening at the end here. and I have no idea what our next know. episode's going to be. I don't either. Give, you got any ideas? Yeah. Shoot them our way, please. Give us an idea. You can I'm looking at you, Josh Goes to Hell. Hello, Josh Goes to Hell. Let's, uh, let's give Hellmouth Kids a uh, top five list. Okay. I was going to give it before, uh, but you know I didn't want to spoil any part of our list. So Hellmouth Kids top five, which his name is Adam, by the way. Um, <laughs> he, sent me, he sent me a message saying, it's funny that you guys say my screen name every time. But we don't know <laughs> how to pronounce your last name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adam Scheismick? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, But he's awesome. And uh, he sent us uh, his top five. And his number five goes uh, The Visit, number five. Uh, Cannibal Cannibal Holocaust, number four. All Hallows Eve, number three. Never seen that movie. Oh, I don't know that one. But now that Hellmouth Kid slash Adam has told us to watch it, I'm definitely going to check it out. Like, seriously, I will. Number two, Cloverfield. Nice. So... We agree. And is number one, Troll Hunter. Oh. And we love Troll Hunter. So where was Is that you? a native thing? I don't I don't know where Adam's from. No, I think uh oh God, isn't that a Norwegian? Norwegian film. I, I'm not sure. But yeah, we agree. Troll Hunter, Chlorophyll. So much fun. Cannibal Holocaust. I also like the visit. And we haven't seen all houses. Can we just for one second? Uh, you're not gonna go back to Survival of the Dead, are you? It's diary. Oh diary. Asshole. Okay, my bad. I wasn't listening to you. Um, backtrack a minute. Okay, we're talking about how awesome, how awe-inspiring Cloverfield is. Yeah, that final scene in Troll Hunter. Oh yeah, I would, I would say it's. I would of, describe it the same way. Awe-inspiring. It, it sort of mirrors Cloverfield's ending in yeah. a way, which is cool. So yeah, I, we agree. Hellmouth Kid, Adam, thanks for sending us your list. Uh, we always love talking to you. And uh, I think that's it for this episode of the podcast. Yep. Also, real quick, I want to throw out there. I was a. If anyone's still listening, keeping it horror. You called, you're calling Eric the Hoff, which I think is hilarious. So hello, keeping it horror, keeping it horror.com. We love that you're calling Eric the Hoff because his last name is Hoff. Do you like David Hasselhoff? Are, wait, wait, are you David Hasselhoff? And now the secret behind Ghoul Squad has been revealed. Eric is David Hasselhoff. There you go. So I think that's it for this episode of the podcast. Let's talk about where you can find us on social media. Eric, go ahead. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Ghoul Squad FM. That's Pick true. up a t-shirt at tpublic.com. Yep. Search Ghoul Squad. Yes. Bit.ly slash Ghoul Squad shirt is also where you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram.com slash Ghoul Squad FM. Twitter.com slash Ghoul Squad FM. Search on Facebook, Ghoul Squad. Uh, I think that's it. Um, yeah. Tell us on one of those uh, outlets where uh, what you'd like our next episode to be. Because we're actually not sure. Would you like me just to do a Stop. complete Fessadin episode, which would be completely fine with me? Which I think no one would listen to. Easy rolling his eyes. Again. Habit, 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 
and have it. I think that's four. Wendigo. And then we'll count uh, until dawn. We're trailing. Goodbye. What's another random topic we can throw out there people might want us to do? Zombies. Oh, we could do zombies. I can do zombies right now if you want to. That's not true. Oh, wait, Doc. I got to do my list. <laughs> hey, hey, Eric, can we record today? <laughs> Number five. My list isn't ready. The dead next door. All right. So thank you so much for listening. Hit us up on our social media. Let us know what topic you'd like to do. Just throw them out there. We're cool with any of them. And uh, we'll pick one. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll do zombies. That's it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And and we have a couple new listeners. So I'm going to have you one more time. What is the song that we... What's our theme song? And what's the song we play at the end? Tell Flashback us. to 10 years ago. Flashback to Diary of the Dead. I hate you so much. Um, I was still in high school. And uh, I had a horror punk band called Prom Night Girls. Yes. Um, that was a reference to the Jamie Lee Curtis film. And uh, the song that you hear at the beginning of our pod is one of our songs called Ghouls, You Back Off. So, Ghouls, You Back Off is probably playing right now. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, shirt. Let's go, 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 let's go